the stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America Influencers. Welcome to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. If you're ready for inspiration and tips to improve your life, hear what some of the fascinating minds of today have to say. Our hope is that you'll live your passion and inspire the world. And now, here is your host, Allison H. Larson. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. I have a special guest here today in studio. I've got some people uh, viewing live on Facebook. If you're listening, you'll get to hear her lovely voice in just a minute. Her name is Estrella, and I want to talk to you a little bit about how Estrella and I met before we get started. We actually met on a networking cruise, and what was so phenomenal about this is Estrella um, was there, and she obviously had this like glow about her when I first saw but we had people on the cruise like Les Brown, uh, we had Roger Salam, uh, David Fagan, Ashley Essex, phenomenal people on the cruise uh, that are speaking and involved in events all over the world. Estrella herself is just getting into speaking, but what was so interesting is in talking with her, she said something that probably stuck out to me more than anything else I heard on that uh, entire cruise with all those phenomenal people. And uh, of course, I had other phenomenal information as well, but um, I wanted to have her on today because Estrella went from being in poverty, she went from uh, overcoming an abusive relationship to actually being an international real estate investor now she is inspiring women worldwide to be able to overcome their obstacles and live their dreams. So welcome today, Estrella. Thank you, Alison. Thank you for having here. And I just say hi to everyone out there. And I really, really honored to be here. And now, Estrella, you're from the Philippines, so you actually grew up there. <laughs> so Correct. You might, yes. might hear, I might hear a little bit of an accent. If you aren't watching on the Facebook Live, you'd see Estrella's this beautiful, uh, beautiful woman. Um, and Estrella, what I want to start out with today, first of all, I always give my, uh, whoever my guest is, permission to brag about themselves on the radio show. So uh, I want to give you permission to brag a little bit about some of your accomplishments. Sure. Um, where we start? <laughs> I don't know. You, you, choose, you choose that. I know it's, you're such a humble woman, um, but what are some of the things that you're most proud of in your life? The most proud of myself that... Um, Traveling around the world, travel from Philippines to make in America, it was hard, but I did make it. And um, another proud that I have is, I didn't know that I was entrepreneur in the very beginning. I start have a little real estate, and next time I know, I have an island. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's true. You are the owner of an island, which is pretty cool. I remember watching one of my favorite shows is Island Hunters on House, you know, the House Hunters uh, spin-off show on HGTV. So I've always wanted to own my own island. So uh, kudos to you. And I want to focus on the other thing that you bragged about, too, and that is coming to America, making it to America. I think oftentimes a lot of us take for granted um, where we live and the situations that we're in. I know I was talking with somebody else the other day, and they said, you know, your American passport is really worth millions of dollars. So that is quite the accomplishment to uh, to come here, to become an entrepreneur, owning your own island now. So let's start at the very beginning. You grew up in the Philippines. Uh, talk to us a little bit about your life there. What was it like? It was really, I don't really think it was difficult, but 
along the time that I live in the beautiful place in America, I realized life in the Philippines is very, very hard. Um, my parents have been a coconut field that I, as long as I can remember, I work in that place since when I was five years old. Um, so when you say working in a coconut field, I mean, what kind of work did you do at five years old? I work in a farm. I do everything that we could for farming. I work to taking care of the water buffalo. We have an 18 water buffalo. Wow. So as a five-year-old, you're out taking care of these big water buffalo. Yes, I, I was. <laughs> wow. And it's not only that. I'm taking care with my young siblings. There are three of them. And my um, brother, Martin, he's next to me. That's the one who's helping me out uh, together. We're doing together in water buffalo and gardening and doing the farming and that that stuff it's hard so what did you do i mean you did you live off of this gardening and this farming did you sell things what was the how did you get your income or how yeah, did you sustain life yes um my parents during the the school time we are working in um in a farm saturday and sunday during the vacation we live in a farm um, full-time until we are really grow some some food and we harvest in that craft we harvest all different kind of vegetable, and I put in my head this whole bunch of vegetables. I look like a Christmas tree. <laughs> I'm, I'm sailing with that, and I. So you were wearing one of those headdresses with all the vegetables on it, and going around and selling them. It's not exactly, but the call is nigo. It looks yeah. like a, a basket. It's flat, uh -huh. and it's full of different kind of vegetable. Uh -huh. And I walked in a village barefoot, mm. and. It's just, that's the way the life is. Along the time that I just going to school and I do the same thing, I bring some fruit in school to exchange, uh, to buy a paper and al also for um, pencil to keep moving in school to learn. Wow, so that's how you actually had your school supplies instead of going to Kmart or Walmart or something and, and looking at the school list and buying your pencils and your paper, you actually had fruits that you would bring to the school and say, hey, here's a fruit, would you give me a pen and paper? That's correct. That's wow. correct. Yes, exactly. And um, until nowadays, I have a friends around the mm -hmm. world. We still connect each other and how, how I gather to continue for my schooling. Mm -hmm. That's the one I, we have to survive and that's the one we get our education to get this paper and little fruit to exchange for pencil. And wow. our parents, they don't have this type of luxury to provide the children. Yeah, so was school mandatory uh, where you grew up in the Philippines or was that something that you made the conscious decision that you were going to get an education? No. They are not mandatory. That's it's up to the people. It's up. It's up to the family. If the family will do things for their children. Mm -hmm. To me, as long as I can remember, education is important, and I really would like to learn how to speak English. It is not. It's not simple to have this type of life, but I did manage to go on and. Um, go to school and one thing when I reached in a third grade one of my teacher is still nowadays they still loves me oh. they still connect with me it's Mr. and Mrs. Badelio. Um she have two kids that I taking care and she taking care of me as well I was in a third grade I live with them 
she was wondering if she can adapt me mm -hmm. um, to be there with them I realized that I have a better future a better life that I can keep moving for the school nowadays the two kids that I taking care she is a doctor is Lota Badelio hello <laughs> and um, Nell Badelio she's he is a father now he's he's um, the priest okay so I'm sure that he's watching me now. He's proud of me until nowadays. I would like to see him back again. Wow. Well, that so you had a third grade teacher that loved you, that wanted to help you out. Uh, you know, it just sounds so different over there. So you wanted to learn English from this young age. What? Why did you want to learn English? English is the is, is the language that you can carry the whole world. Mm -hmm. It's a language that you. It's very neutral in the world that if you speak English, you're everything. So from that young age, did you have a feeling you had greater things to do in the world? Is that why you wanted to speak English? Yes, I do. I just really, even though my, un, until nowadays, my English is still not perfect, but it don't bother me. I can communicate. I would like to learn English and speak English and write English. It's because my dream, I think that's my destiny, to communicate with other people. I would like to sell things that it will, people will understand in the whole world what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. English is language that, it's international language that everybody is using. So, I mean, you were so young. You were five years old going to school saying, you know, I want to learn English. Obviously, back then, you probably weren't thinking I'm going to be an international real estate agent. I'm going to own a real estate investor. I'm going to own an island. I'm going to be inspiring women worldwide. Obviously, you didn't know that at that point. Did you have an experience that made you think that's something you wanted to do? Or is that just something you were born with, that passion, that desire, that fire? I think that's it's that's really, really my passion mm -hmm. it's really my dream I don't know for being a kid I just want something that I never had before yeah I want to help my family especially my parents I want to do things that nobody did in my whole family it's not only from my family I want to give an example the people where I came from that if I can do it everybody can do it right I just put that and their mind and their future and their dream follow to your dream because your dream that will lead you to reach where you want to be. Yeah, I love that. And you, here, here you were, this, this young girl. It, it amazes me how I, I was kind of born with that too, just that feeling like I had something to offer the world. <laughs> so yes. I, I think the, those of us that are entrepreneurs and those of us that really uh, want to inspire people, oftentimes we're just born with that fire inside of us. Maybe it's something, uh, you know, that we that God planted in us. Um, but I'm glad that you followed through on that because not everybody does. Now, you grew up, I can imagine you, this little girl, taking care of water buffalo, going to school, <laughs> trading your fruits and vegetables. But once you finally did come to America, it wasn't all a bed of roses. You uh, were in in an extremely abusive relationship for a long time but tell us a little bit how about how you got to America and about some of the challenges that you had in that relationship once you were here it was not that simple my father was veterans in World War II at the age of 14 years old he finally 
telling me that I'm capable to go anywhere in the world. I told him how. He said, you have to, to, to meet Mr. Bugabong, which is, that's a person that they will help me out. Um, sure enough, at that time, I did help myself to meet uh, Mr. Bugabong, and he is the one who helped me to go through to get my passport, to start my paperwork. Uh, at the age of 14 years old, I was in um, Guam. I did not wait at that time because I, I was young. I miss home so bad. Even though that we are poor, I really do miss home so much. So I went back and I thought, you know, my life is in the Philippines. Mm -hmm. Never going to go on. Yeah. A um, couple years later, my parents attacked me again. Get out of here. Do something. You know, it's kind of nice when they do that. My parents did that, too, when it came time for me to go to college. I wanted to live at home, and they said, nope, sorry. <laughs> it's time to get out of here. Maybe your parents kind of like that. They said, hey, you got to go do something more with your life. It's not because they didn't love you. It's because they loved you that they wanted you to leave, right? Yeah, but that time you don't you don't feel it. You don't. Um, yeah, that's true. I don't know if I regret it. I don't know if I appreciate it. But I think I'm just so different than them. Um, 1987, full-time move in New Hampshire. Meet Stephen, which is my, my husband. Married at that time. Married for 13 years. It wasn't good. I have, I have to file a divorce. Get out in that relationship. I know I can do things better without hurting me without husband and I did so tell me a little bit about this relationship that you had with him because I mean when we say a bad relationship there are relationships where you just don't get along and then there are relationships where you actually are worried for your life now uh, where does this fall in on the spectrum of bad relationship versus hey I'm actually like worried <laughs> that some bad's gonna happen to me what I mean by that it's not only me that been victim for abusive husband, but my children as well. Mm -hmm. I don't like the little children serve an alcohol with a father. I don't like that I see that when I get hurt, when, when I slap around or push or choke, the kids watching it. Mm -hmm. It's because for being Knowing don't know anything much and move in this country, I'm seeking for help. I'm seeking for people that really can tell me where I can go in better mm -hmm. life. But no one did. So you didn't really know any better. You came, you got married, this is what was happening. You knew you didn't like it, but you didn't know where to go for help? Definitely. But one day, I worked three jobs because I sent him in college as well. While I'm in a car, I was listening, one that happening almost exactly what my life. Mm -hmm. what, what, what I mean by that for life, my situation, my experience. So you were listening to a radio show or something Correct. in the car. You were listening to a woman that was describing her situation, and you said, hey, this is a lot like mine. This woman, woman is being uh, choked or hit, or he has these kids that are watching this. Correct. 
and I did sleep couple times in the woods with my baby. The reason being, the house is full of people and drinking and screaming. I don't have no place to go. So I take my baby and I sleep in a, in a, in the woods. At that time, I get out and I tell to myself, I, I have to do something. I have to do what the best thing for me and my children, and I have to get out. Mm -hmm. I know it wasn't simple, but I did. One morning, I come home. I, I give him a kiss in the forehead. I told him goodbye. He told me, I will crawl it back in that door just like the snake. So he, he said, you, you're saying goodbye, and he said, no, you're coming back. You'll be back here. You'll be crawling, begging me to take you back. No one will loves me, and I cannot survive out there because I don't know anything. I'm stupid. I'm dumb. Again, I heard that before. But I just accept it because I have to protect myself, and I have mm -hmm. to protect my children. I realize that I do have to love myself before I can provide a love to my children or love somebody or someone else. When I get out in that relationship, I start seeing an attorney mm -hmm. and I go from there. Wow. Well, that's that's really powerful. And when we come back from break, Estrella, I would love for you to share with me and with everybody that's listening some steps that you took to really love yourself, to have the courage to leave that relationship. Uh, and I know this is hard to talk about. You know, I can, can see that uh, it's very emotional for you. But um, one thing that has so impressed me about you, and this was when we met with it with, on the boat, I might get teary-eyed too, is your courage to take something that was hard and be willing to share it with people so that they can have a better life that that maybe you're that person, just like that woman on the radio show was to you saying, you can do this. You can have a better life. I'm going to, to tell you my experience, and hopefully that might give you the courage to follow through. So thank okay. you so much for sharing that with us. When we come back, Estrella is going to give us uh, some tips on how to be able to love ourselves and how to have the courage to move forward. And again, she went from being in poverty from abusive relationship to this lady owns an island now. <laughs> She's like an international real estate investor and is inspiring women all over. So uh, more coming up right after this with the fabulous. Estrella. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Have you ever checked out In the Limelight with Clarissa Burt? You don't know what you're missing. Clarissa has a great circle of friends and influencers. How do you live a model life? Find out when Clarissa puts her amazing guests and engaging topics under the spotlight. We'll talk with the masters from art, science, food, health, finance, beauty, and business. You really can't miss a single show. Join us every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. 
It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. Are you ready for provocative discussions with some of today's most powerful movers and shakers? Tune in to The Art of Significance, featuring Dan Clark, the modern-day Napoleon Hill, who interviews the wealthiest, most successful celebrities and business leaders on the planet who are using their influence to change the world. From authors to entertainers, sports figures, educators to military leaders, Dan covers multiple topics. Tune in every Tuesday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You're tuned in to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. To find out more about Allison and our program, please visit soulintuition.com. Again, that's soulintuition.com. Now back to Spotlight. Here is Allison H. Larson. Welcome back. I'm here today with Estrella. Looks like we have Veronica joining us Facebook Live, by the way. Hello, Veronica. We met Veronica on the cruise, too. I'm here with Estrella. If you're just joining us, Estrella has been talking to us about some of the struggles, uh, obstacles she's had to overcome in her life, growing up in poverty uh, in the Philippines, being able to come to America when she got here, being in an abusive relationship, and then uh, you know having, having to have the courage to leave that. So, Estrella, my hope uh, for this section of the show is for you to share with us some of those tips on how you overcame those obstacles to get to where you are today, international real estate investor, owner of an island, inspiring women worldwide, um, going on cruises, to, uh, networking cruises, which is where we met. I know. Um, huh? So many amazing things. I bet growing up, you know, in the Philippines, taking care of the water buffalo, you never thought any of that would happen. Uh, but one of the things, I want to start with this, one of the things that you said that struck me so much in our conversation that we had um, when we met on the cruise is, is you talked about the difference between ignorance and stupidity. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. Um, I shared that with you because it's not only one time it happened to me. It happened in a few, several times. I did my second marriage as well. I've been abusive, woman crisis, homeless, I was in a hospital for a few days. Why were you in the hospital? I was been choked again, and I was hurt. I mean, bruises everywhere. And this is from your second husband? That's my second husband. Okay. Um, I did really realize that I do know, since when I was younger, just two words. It started from my sister. My sister always called me that I'm stupid and dumb ignorant, all this thing. When I see it about ignorant and stupid, ignorant is all of us born as an ignorant, but along the way, we learn and we cure to be all right in the world. Some people stay the same that they call stupid. So stupid is forever, ignorant is curable. Mm. So 
you people, woman or man out there, if you are in a relationship more than once or twice, get out in there and think about yourself. Compare the stupid and ignorant. So ignorant, it's okay. Mm -hmm. Stupid, it's not. So I do encourage to move on and find your destiny. You do want to carry on your life. Once again, love yourself in regards for you to give a love to someone else out there. Well, that had to be hard to, I mean, you got out of your first relationship because you wanted to help your kids because it was an abusive relationship. Then you found yourself in another one. Uh, at what point did you say, this has got to stop? When I was in a hospital, when I was investigate what, with the police and uh, the doctor. Actually, the nurse and the doctor find out. I try to hide because I don't want trouble. Mm -hmm. But the doctor come up to me, you are not going out. It's time for you to do something. I say, I know, but you don't have to, have to help me. I can do it. But they never let me out. So it has to be stopped right there. Mm -hmm. So I get up and I said, I will help someday with somebody having the same situation that I am. Wow. So, I mean, that's got to be pretty, uh, you know, we, we talk about hitting the bottom of the barrel. We talk about saying, okay, we're going to hit the very rock bottom and then something's going to change. Uh, so your rock bottom was in the hospital when you said, hey, either I'm going to die or I'm going to I'm going to live and I'm going to have this life uh, that I wanted to have. So what information or advice would you give to somebody who's maybe in an abusive relationship right now? Whoever did have a relationship or experiencing experiencing any of those difficulty in life, mm -hmm. once again, tell yourself that you are only one can help yourself. There is any body can help out. Seek for help. There is a law. Your life, you the one can give a law to the regular nation law. If you don't want to say anything, no one can help you. If you don't want to help yourself, no one really going to help you. Exactly what you said. Either will you die or get up, continue your journey in your life. So I think a lot of people are just waiting for somebody to, to see that they're in trouble or to come and rescue them. Now, you actually had an experience when you were living in the Philippines before you came to America that taught you this lesson. It had to do with your hair. Do you remember what you told me? That's correct. Um, my sister, she really think that I'm stupid and dumb. Again, I do know what's a different is stupid and dumb even when I was younger. When I moved in a city, she told me that I'm not good enough to go in, uh, in Manila to go to school. Of course, from being in Samar, it's very, Samar is a province, it's very, very low mm -hmm. teaching you than you are in a university. Yeah. When I was in university, I went to the bottom schooling, nighttime. Okay. So when I left from home, it's 5 o'clock already. By the time I get out in school, it's 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock. I have to take the jeepney three or four rides before I get the place where my two sisters live. They are squatters. So I have to go in the call Eskineta. It's a, it's a tiny little road to reach in my sister's 
house. So it's late at night. Uh, you've you've traveled far. You have to go down this long road, or this this kind of uh, I don't know, like an alley or something. And, uh, it's an alley. Yeah, <laughs> okay. that, that's that that's what I'm looking for. It's that little alley. The people over there, until nowadays, the men like to drink in the street. So one guy just come up to me and touching me. I said, don't touch me. So the older guy said, leave her alone. So he had a lighter and lighted up my hair. My hair is very long. Lighted up my hair. I grab my hair and I shake it around and I start screaming, running. At that time when I arrived home, everybody's sleeping. Nobody knows what, what happened to me. The next day I decide I have to go back in summer. It's only me I can save my life. I went back in summer. I miss also the mountain and the ocean. Mm -hmm. So up there, I continued the school again until then I met my three teachers in high school, um, Miss, Mrs. Golfan and Mrs. Tunaliti Mahina. I'm sure she's watching right now. She, again, she's encouraged me to move on, to do something. Don't stop schooling because it's not only that I'm bright, they got something for me that they can give the whole world. I think, you know, we take for granted those people or, or maybe being a positive influence on other people. What's so interesting, I just this week saw the movie I, Tanya, which is about uh, Tanya Harding and, uh, you know, that, that whole ice skating thing. Do you, do you know what I'm talking yes, about? Yes, yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, hopefully you know what I'm talking about, too. If not, yes. I mean, where have you been the past 20 years? Um, well, maybe it happened a little longer than that ago. Anyway, it was about 20 years ago. Uh, but what was interesting is to learn about Tanya's story story and how much abuse she went through uh, from her mother and then she got into an abusive relationship and she did that because that's what she was used to. You know, the thing that really stands out to me as you're talking to me is how much abuse you went through as a child. Maybe not, you know, that physical abuse, but that emotional abuse with people telling you you were stupid or you were dumb or you couldn't do things. And it's interesting because that kind of situation is the situation we become comfortable in. So, of course, you went on and, uh, you know, married somebody that was abusive to you because that's what you grew up with. That's what you knew. So you really have taken the courage to break this cycle of abuse to say enough. I'm going to love myself enough to stand up for myself to say, I'm not going to allow this to happen again. So what was that shift? Because even after your first husband, you found yourself in an abusive relationship with your second husband. You you know, it was when you were in the hospital where you said enough's enough. But what did you do to educate yourself so that you didn't go back to an abusive relationship? What were the changes you made? What did you say, when I look for my next relationship, this is what I want? You know what? I could really uh, share to everybody, once you have a life of abusive Seems like you cannot cut those wheels yeah. in a circle in your life. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's this vicious cycle that yes. you keep going into again and again. You don't understand what it is. Right. I don't understand, but I do know, I understand that I can get out of it. Mm -hmm. My brother, Coriano, hurt me physically and mm -hmm. emotionally. He let me kneel in Iraidan. They call that, it's Iraidan. It's, it's a, it's a graded they call over here to greet it, like, you greeted the, the, the cheese. cheese yes. Yeah, cheese grater. I kneel with that for over an hour for no reason. I don't really know what happened at that time. So that you did go police, through physical yes. abuse as a child, too. My sister Maria, she pinched me, bruises, sometimes it bleed, and smacked me in a, 
suspend and everything like that. I cannot understand. I don't do anything wrong. It's because he don't like me. It's because something wrong. I just don't understand. When I meet someone, the abuse is there again. So this thing is in my mind that why this one, this one keep coming back? When I remarried, it's not only that he's a man, the second man come along in my life. He's the man promised to give the word. Yeah. He's a federal attorney. He's very highly educated, pedigreed. Wow. Why he is hurting me that way? That time, I tell myself, it's not going to happen to me anymore. I want to go back in the Philippines. I want to teach those, those people that been hurt. But I have a good friend in my life telling me, no, don't go. Stay and continue. Maybe somehow along the way, along the road, you can help someone out there. Sure enough, I'm here now in your, in, in your show. And I share this to, to the whole world. It's not only it happened to me, it happened to a lot of us. Mm -hmm. I want these people to understand that only one you, it's you can help yourself. It's you can get it out of that situation. It's you can tell the reality and law to help you out, to get out. If you cannot get out, tell someone anyway. Call me. My name is down below somewhere <laughs> later. <laughs> yes. So I know how to reach these people nowadays. But back then, no, I have to do it myself. But the reason being also, I go to school as a human services because I need to learn this, how to help be, the people. Mm -hmm. That how I get out, I did it. I'm not very sure how I did it, but I did it. I would love for you to tell if you're comfortable. It's okay if you say no to this because you shared a story with me about uh, when you were actually getting out of your last relationship and, and your, your ex-husband was actually chasing you, like physically trying to. I, and the, here's the reason why I want you to tell this story, if you're okay with it. It's because I know there's somebody out there that's saying, well, that's nice and all, but my situation's tougher or my uh, my husband or my boyfriend or my girlfriend, maybe even, they aren't going to let me leave. And so, I, I, I mean, that's good that you left, but there's no way out. And I want, I would like for you to share that story so people know just how hard it was for you, but that you did it anyway. After I get out in a hospital, my doctor told me, no matter what, keep moving your life. Either way, it's up to you. You want to go back to him or whatever, but your life is number one. I told him, yes, I do. At that time, I rip the police involved and all kind of thing. He have a restraining order. He cannot near to me for 500 feet. I don't have nothing. I Everything and anything. Once again, I left pretty much everything to my first ex second I left everything I take my life with me my dignity and my life it's my in my possession when I went I still remember with um, Dave, Dave Wiska he owned a big um, auction 
car auction in Maine. Dave, he really out in his place to say, Strilla, come back with us. Do the car, car dealer again. So he gave you a job there. He gave me a, an idea how I can go back there. Mm -hmm. One of the associate give me a job. It says, uh, Mitch. Mitch gave me the job at that time when I start working. I know he cannot nerd to me, but I do see the one of our uh, mechanic. When I hear in the, in the telephone, her she is. Right away, I fell that my second ex-husband, the attorney, it was there. So you had this new job, you're working, he has a restraining order, you're at work and you hear someone say, here she is, and you just know yes. it's him. Yes. Okay, so what happened? So after that one, when I went holding all my paperwork, all the title and everything, I was inside and I saw him coming in. I told someone, that's three people that I told in the uh, auction, that's something happening to me today. Nobody's believing me. When I saw him, I ran the other, the other side. He's 6'1". I'm only 5 feet. I can't, I can't run. I have a high heels. When he yelled to me, you have to go home. I said, no, you're hurting me. He said, no more, no more hurt. I said, no. When I ran the other corner, he was there. When I ran the other side, Finally, he get me, and he pushed his finger in my neck. I thought I'm going to die. But I tried to reach my telephone in my pocket. I tried to call 911. I start running, but people seeing me, this is what hard is. If anybody have a heart there that they had, they had to get out, but they can't get out, this is very hard. Because people, people saw me that I've been hurt. He's choking me. Everybody's running, just looking at me. Nobody's calling for help. I called 911. When 911 said, stay, tell us where you are. But someone saw that also, that telling me what happened. Leave that, leave that young, young lady alone. He yelled and he laughed and this man reported and inside that this is what's happening to me. But my mistake is, I went out from the big crowd because he have a camera this. Mm -hmm. I don't know that. I just don't want to interrupt the, the business. When that happened, I was running. Instead, I'm running to the gate. I run to the brook and it's ice and I have a high heels. The more I run, the more I sink in the a, in a ice. And I even crawl underneath the broken fence. I crawl there to get out and hide underneath in my car. This person just found me, told me to get out, get in, in your car. Next time I know, 15 minutes later, 12 cruiser, it was there. I get more scared to the, to the noise. I was crying, I was, need help, but I, I have a help already. When you have a cut, it will help. But when you have a scar, you always can see the scar. You always yeah. can feel. So when you have a cut, it will heal. But when you have a scar, it's always going to be there. And so that was a scar for you. That was a scar for me since when I was young until nowadays. So forgive me if it's hard to explain. It's hard to share. But protect yourself. Love yourself. Get out in that relation.
no matter how much you love them, no matter how much you need money, it's not important. Your life, it's only one. Very, very precious. Thank you for sharing that story with us. When we come back, we're going to hear how you were able to move past that, uh, start investing into international real estate on your own island and are now inspiring women. More with Estrella when we come back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Sustainable success is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. You have a message. You want to share that message. You want it to be social, to go viral, and spread across the planet. But how do you get started? Tune into Amplify, featuring host Ken Roshan. This show is here to help you take that message and channel it through the most effective marketing techniques to not only be successful, but have a positive impact on the world. Tune in live Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. And get amplified. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You're tuned in to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. To find out more about Allison and our program, please visit soulintuition.com. Again, that's soulintuition.com. Now back to Spotlight. Here is Allison H. Larson. Welcome back. I'm here today with the beautiful Estrella with us today, who is in empowering people to overcome obstacles in their life, such as poverty, abusive relationships, to really uh, excel. She's an inspiration to many, including me. And I want you to know, Estrella, you're helping me to fulfill actually a dream that I have, and that is helping people with great messages to be able to magnify those messages to reach other people. And as you were talking about that in the previous segment, I just got the chills uh, as you were talking about being able to be here and sharing your experience experience and touching other people because that's my whole goal is to help people like you reach other people so you're helping me fulfill my dreams and uh, thank you so much for that you are very welcome um, so today you're an island owner an international real estate investor uh, we've heard about your trials and your tragedies and these obstacles you've had to overcome uh, how, how did you become so successful what t- walk us through that journey a little bit you were able to get out of these abusive relationships you basically had nothing how did you go from having nothing to owning an island I know huh <laughs> um, for, I know I want to hear about this for, for working so hard I worked Two full-time job mm-hmm. and part-time job. I do manicure and pedicure. I do cook. Working in a hotel. I work in a hospital. I'm plebotomist and then a medical assistant and work partially in a human services. But my my really really memorable and it's still now I still like to work it's a housekeeping in hotel it's only giving me an uh, exercise giving me money as well 
anyway, to be this far, to have some property, I save money as much as I can. Those mm -hmm. little money, I didn't know that they can buy a property. So the first that I have, I bring my money from the Philippines. I got only 4000 That's the one we pay for the uh, mo mobile, mobile home. After that, I have 1700 I went to the one of the owner that I found in a paper, uh, owner finance. I went over there, I guess, at that time I don't know what owner finance. Mm -hmm. I guess, I really need a property, but I don't have no money. This is only what I got. But I work two jobs plus part-time. Mm -hmm. He goes, you really wanna buy this property? I say, yes I do. So I buy a condo. I used hey, to, this is reminding me of Monopoly here. Oh, no, no, the game Life. You start out with the mobile home, and then you kind of upgrade to the condo, and then you upgrade to the mansion on the island. I don't know. So, okay, so you're upgrading as you go through this game of life. See, okay. see you got that word, but I didn't really realize that I yeah. can do that. So I buy the condo. I stay there for um, nine months at the most. The condo, it's 78000 I fix a bathroom. I sold it for hundred hundred thirty thousand. Oh wow! So that's your first real estate investment. That's okay. it. But when I was in the Philippines, I was only like seventeen, eighteen years old. I built my own my own home. I de I design and everything. Wow! So after that, the owner, by the way, in the condo, bought it back from me, and then I bought another house. It's five bedroom, but it's only one bathroom. Again, older house. I bought it for 80000 and I sold it twice. What? How did you sell it twice? <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I sold it for uh, twice of oh, the price. Oh, twice. You doubled it. I doubled was like, it. wow, that's amazing if you could sell a house twice <laughs> do, do, <laughs> legally. Do. <laughs> <laughs> but you doubled it. So you bought it for 80000 sold it for close to one hundred. Yes. Wow. It's 170 something. Yeah. So I got that one. Finally, that, that's been paid off with that big house. I sold that one and I realized I have enough money to go back in the Philippines again because I was I was alone at that time. I was thinking like I want to go back there. I want to uh, build a resort. I have a beach uh, beach property in the Philippines. I want to build a resort. Yeah. But the money wise is not good enough. I was traveling from bottom of New Hampshire, all the way to Route 1 to go in Canada. And I have, I meet one friend from Montreal. They invite me to visit New Brunswick, Canada. Mm -hmm. I said, where is that? So I went there anyway, and I guess, oh, it's beautiful over here. They have a mountain and ocean. And I guess, what is it? She goes, I hear that's an island. And I guess, really? I hear that's Porcel also. I said, really? My uncle, I think that my uncle, that's in a, in a list. So I go over there. Again, I have somebody that with me. I went to Mr. Matthew in New Brunswick. I'm sure he's watching right now. Mr. Matthew goes, do you like this? I said, yeah. I give you a ride. I showed it to you. My heart is jumping. <laughs> 
Because when I was younger, again, I was younger, I was dreaming to move an island that no one can hurt me, no one can bother me. Mm -hmm. I want to live there by myself. So Mr. Matthew bring me over there, and I guess, oh, wow. You don't mind if you tell me how much a price? So when he told me, I guess, oh, I can't. Yeah, it was too much. That's too much. He goes, oh, maybe I can talk to the owner. Maybe um, you can meet these people. I said, not now. I'll be back someday. He goes, okay. So two weeks later, I can't sleep every night. It was, it was running in my head. I went there. So I asked all the information. Of course, being in Canada, you have to petition yourself. Mm -hmm. You have to put some account in a bank. You have to prove it that you are not illegal. You have to prove it that you have property. In, yeah, in, in there's a, a bunch of yeah. hoops that you have to go through, right? Yes, everything and anything. So I forward to the immigration. I just wish I, I pass. At that time, I have a house. I have a good account because I just sold the house. So I put it there. The immigration should, yeah, you can, you can purchase any property here. Wow. I said, really? She goes, yeah, welcome, welcome in Canada. I said, oh, thank you. So I went back over there with Mr. Matthew. I said, yeah, I want that, I want that place. So I connect with the owner. Oh, it become, it become disaster. That person with me, he want to be part of those. He uh, want to be part of the owner. He own yeah. part of the island, yeah. I said, no. I don't want to. So again, I have, I've been hurt on that too. So long story, make it short. I continue to uh, negotiate with the owner. They accept my, my offer. On 2003, I start processing. 2004, I put the deposit for 30,000. 2005, I put 100 in there and Keep going and keep going. Wow. 2017, finally, we paid it off. Wow. So you started this process years ago, but you had this goal in mind. You finally paid it off. You know, listening to your journey, what really strikes me is, is nothing magical happened. You were somebody didn't gift you. $200,000. Somebody, you know, you didn't marry a millionaire. You didn't, no. nothing like that happened. But what happened was this. You were persistent and you were resourceful. I mean, your jobs were, were not jobs that made hundreds of thousands of dollars, but you saved the money that you had and you knew what you wanted and you kept being persistent and you were smart and resourceful. And I think that that's something that a lot of people don't have the vision for, especially today in this day and age of instant gratification. We think if we want something, if we don't have it two months later, it's never gonna happen. Exactly. Um, again, I have an advice with the people with that. If you don't have the resources, that if you have a vision that you can get it, try to do it. Don't sit there and wait for them to put yourself on that position because it's not going to happen. And that goes back to you got to help yourself, That's right? right. Help yourself. Do it and do it until you succeed. Mm. Keep going. Yeah. Because if you fall down, get up. If you get hurt, fix it. Do it, follow to your dream. Your dream is your destiny. Again, I think 
my destiny that I always keep that. My destiny, it's my hope, it's my vision, it's courage. It makes me strong. Mm -hmm. So that's the one I give to, to the people that if you want to do something, do it. Don't sit there. Make a goal. Your goal is your path to keep moving. That's your dream. Sooner or later, you're going to get there. Well, you know, this reminds me of, uh, of an experience that we had. Now, we were uh, traveled together, um, obviously, on this cruise. And one of the adventures that we did, and I shared this on a previous <gasps> yeah. radio show, was climbing that Mayan pyramid. And I remember climbing to the top and then climbing back down. I actually went up two times because <laughs> I was like, this is so cool. It's been yeah. on my bucket list forever. But um, on the way down, I remember there was somebody in our party that was just really scared of heights. And she didn't have a problem going up. But when it came to coming down, it was quite steep. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, I remember um, and she was really scared and, you know, holding on to the rope and things like that. And, and um, you know, I was just kind of walking down <laughs> the pyramid. And and uh, she said to her friend, well, I don't know how else I can walk down. I'm so scared. And I remember her friend, it was Pam, said to her, well, you know, don't look at the bottom. Just look at one step at a time. And I think sometimes when we look at that BHAG, that big, hairy, audacious goal in our lives, it seems so far away and so steep. And we're so sure that we're going to try and fall that we get so scared that we can't even move forward and really it's just one step at a time and if we just that's, do that's one right. thing save a little bit today um, write that letter to the immigration office tomorrow saying hey how can I be a part of this and as long as we keep moving towards that goal and just focusing on the next step eventually we're going to reach it it will be happen another thing that I really want to share to everybody that the vision that I have to being in an island since when I was five years old. The vision that I have, that's another in my bucket that I just crumbled it and threw it in there. Yeah. I did not realize that I will reach there at the age of 34 years old. Wow. I did not really lose that vision but yet, my goal is still there that I keep going. But I never realized also that two sales of my property, I did not call myself an entrepreneur. But I guess I was part of entrepreneur <laughs> since when I was yes. a little girl. Yeah. Because even when I was younger, when I plant a banana, when the banana grow and have a fruit, I count those pieces of banana how much I can sell this banana. Mm. So your goal to set it up, your dream along with that definitely will happen because it happened to me. If I can do it, anybody can do it. I love that that uh, story that you told, your life's journey, your vision. And that is interesting that ever since you were five years old, you wanted an island and then that was able to come to pass. So today your goal is to not only to uh, keep going in the real estate, but also to share that hope and that encouragement with especially other women who may be feeling like they're trapped um, in poverty or in bad relationships and they're feeling like they're never going to achieve their dreams. So Estrella, what is the one piece of advice or information that you would leave to somebody who's feeling like they have a vision, they have a dream, but they have so many obstacles or adversity in their way? Narrowed it down. Make sure that 
when you narrowed it down, pick the good pieces that you have to put that in front of you. If you can make it today, visit again the next day, just scratch another day, just keep scratching. But make sure that you take care of yourself. Love yourself once again. It's number one. So take it one day at a time. One and day love at yourself. a time. Exactly. Yes. Now earlier on in the show, you said that you were going to give us a way if there's somebody out there listening and they've said, "Wow, you know, I really feel a connection. I want to visit or find out more about Estrella. How can they do that? How can they get a hold of you?" In the bottom of um, our our story, our, our uh, visit right now, I provide my email, my telephone number. My website is, is there, so reach me anytime, and I will, if it is really bad, call me. Thank you so much, and thank, thank you for you. being on here, Estrella, and thank you for joining us today on Spotlight. Uh, this is Allison H. Larson. Until next week, when we will have more people that have transformed their lives and are now working to transform the life of other people. Until next week. Thank you for making us a part of your week. Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show, can be heard live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go make a difference and be sure to tune in again for the next show.